Everyone Drinks Well with Operations, presented by the Conquer Risk Podcast. Welcome to Drinks Well with Operations podcast. Today, I am joined by some of the operations team, Chelsea, Evan, and Caitlin. Um, Today on our show, we are going to talk about some of the pain points and frustrations that we've been facing recently. We like to think of ourselves as a very well-oiled machine, but there are certain things that are outside of the control of our operations team and things that we see on a daily basis that are very frustrating and If you follow a lot of financial advisors on Twitter, I think that a lot of people will agree with us. So let's sit down, have a drink, and we're going to talk about some operations. Um, So who wants to start? What what pain points have you been seeing recently as, you know, the the people that are on the day-to-day interacting with the custodians, advisors, clients? Uh, I'll go. So we recently changed our policy to require email addresses uh, for all clients so that we don't have to send out important documents through mail. We can do everything electronically. I think one of the big pain points for us recently uh, with the switch to everything being electronic is the resistance we've been getting uh, towards e-signature and just electronic documents in general. Most are definitely on board, uh, but there's still some people that are a little bit hesitant. Um, but we we are definitely big fans of going electronically, using e-signature. We believe it's better for everyone, us, the advisor, the client, um, for many reasons. It's secure. It's fast. It gives you quicker processing times at the custodians. Uh, it's equal, excuse me, eco-friendly also, which is a big plus. Um, also just little things like you can require fields to be filled out. So things don't get missed. I think it's all around just something that every advisor should really push and that we've been really pushing. Um, also at one of our main custodians, it's, such a pain if we don't have e-signature. They require e-signature for everybody with email addresses. But if you don't have an email address on file, then we have to send it in a special way. We have to flag it. We have to physically call the custodian, get an exception for it, create a reason why this client doesn't have an an email or doesn't want e-signature. And then uh, it takes longer to process too. So and the yeah, not to cut you off, Caitlin, but I know the custodian that we're talking about a lot of times, even if you ask for the exception and you give a reason, they fight you on it. They say that everybody nowadays should use it. And some elderly clients, they don't feel comfortable with the electronic signature. Um, but it is it is secure. They just, um, you know, sometimes they don't they don't understand the process behind it that, you know, where the security is coming from. So, I mean, I can definitely see where they're, where they're coming from. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, I get it. It, It's new, it's different, but it's 2021 about to be 2022. You got to get on board. You just have to in this day and age. No one's. And I think that 
you know, the we've seen so many money movements going on in these last two years with, I don't know why, but people are saying because of COVID. And I get why custodians are requiring this because it takes out a step. It's straight through processing. If they get um, paper, they have to re-enter it. And this way you're doing all the work for them. Um, and so everything is just going to go further in this direction. And as Potomac, we required email addresses. And I was honestly a little nervous, like, are we going to get a lot of backlash? But we really didn't. I mean, most of our advisors have email addresses, or I'm sorry, clients have email addresses, or we're able to create the email addresses. And it just makes everything more efficient. All of our mailings, you can get email now. You know, some of the custodians, like you said, there's issues. If you don't have an email address, there can be higher charges. Um, so yeah. I think this is the future. Um, and sure. even though it is a pain point for some clients, you know, you just, right, we're going into 2022. You have to get on board. So that's a great, great suggestion. Um, what else have you guys seen with operations as of late that's been a little bit of a struggle? Yeah, I'll jump in um, with integrations with certain softwares that we use. Um, you know, they always promise the world with the integrations and how information will bounce back and forth and how seamless it is. However, um, you know, the few or the you know many integrations we work with, they don't come as advertised most of the times. The logins break, the connections break, they update their processes and you need a new form to get the data feed connected. So it's been a big pain point for us um, as far as getting the integrations to work properly. Because um, like I said before, they promise the world, but most times they don't end up working the way that they're advertised or should. So, Absolutely. This is something that has been on the forefront of my position for a long time. And when you think integrations, you think that's great. Like this data is going to like, you know, it's just all going to work together and it's going to be this big, happy family. Right. <laughs> Seamlessly. And then, you know, the, the big integration is first name and last name. They're like, okay, well, I, that saved me five keystrokes. <laughs> like not, not a great solution there, but I can say that is a huge pain point. It's something that we have been recognizing for years now in the industry. And we are working on building our own solution to solve some of those pain Point. So definitely stay tuned. We're going to have some exciting things coming up around that pain point. For sure. Yeah. Um, so Chelsea, how about you? Have you seen any different pain points? Uh, I mean, I have a couple that are at the top of my list. I know the one custodian, it seems every time we call, they're just you can't even tell that the information that they're giving you is almost made up. It's almost like, I don't trust what you're saying. Um, and it's, it's frustrating when you are, you know, trying to make sure that you're doing the right thing and you're calling the custodian to make sure that you're doing what they want. Um, and that what, you know, the documents that, that are needed for, you know, X item to get accomplished. And it's, and then you get off the phone and you're like, that, uh, that doesn't even make sense. Or, you know, you want to get, and then you call back and you get a different answer. So you're like, so clearly that didn't make sense. And sometimes the second answer doesn't make sense either. So it's, it can get frustrating um, when you're trying to accomplish 
something right the first time around and you're unsuccessful at it because you're getting wrong information. So, yeah. yeah. And just to add to that, I was on a call with um, Kayla who couldn't be here today. One of our um, operations associates for the West, uh, the West region. And she said that she called a custodian and asked the same question three times and got three different answers. Yeah. And she was very frustrated. And for us as a, as a TAMP, we're that service, like we're handling that. That's the benefit. We're handling those um, issues so that our advisors don't. And it, it doesn't always put us in the best light I, again. And I think because of the money movements and COVID and all of this yeah. stuff, like they've hired and trained people so quickly that they're still, they're still grasping that learning curve. Yeah, that's I, I hope those people that they have hired stay and get educated <laughs> so, you know, we can call and get reliable answers because that is very frustrating um, when you call the custodian to get a, an appropriate process uh, that they require and they're not even all the time sure of what that is. Um, and we, of course, are not sure. Uh, that's the reason why we're calling. So. I really and hope it they, makes us look bad. Together. Yeah. And then it makes us look bad if, you know, we aren't sure of the answer. We call the custodian who we think should know said answer and they don't. And we turn around and give that answer and then come to find out, you know, oh, sorry, we're wrong. It actually needs to go this way. And then we, if you know, it's rare, but it does happen where we, that happens and you have to go back you know, to the advisor or the client. And then, you know, I'm embarrassed because I thought I had the right, you know, answer, but. Yeah, it yeah. can be super frustrating, but I think it's also good just to relay that to the advisor and let them know like what's going right. on with the custodians. And I think that's one of the reasons why we try to incorporate this on our podcast. So everyone knows what's going on behind the scenes and, um, you know, what the, the issues that we deal with day to day and what's happening at these custodians now. Yeah. And with that said, say you get all the correct information and all the paperwork's in order. The processing times have been really long at, you know, I'm sure any custodian at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, that's been kind of a headache. I know they're, you know, going as fast as they can, trying their best, but the processing times just seem like they're pretty outrageous, um, even for end of year processing uh, right now. So do you think this year is an anomaly with that? Definitely. With the processing times, like mm -hmm. I can say that, you know, I think Chelsea was saying that the Roth conversions were taking over 10 days to process and uh, something taking more than a week. You know, that's something that I typically haven't seen in my past um, without there being a certain issue involved with a, a, a specific um, request. I think a lot, I think part of the reasoning with the longer delays are i think there's some advisors out there who are calling the custodians and putting things in in the expedite queue that don't really need to be put they're kind of just abusing the expedite feature you know where you can call and kind of get moved to the front of the line and that's really affecting when we actually do have something that needs to be expedited um you know, expedited. Are they is, even listening to that at this point? If something does they, need to be expediting, they really aren't at this point. Um, it, we've passed the date where things should be submitted by for it to be 
accomplished by the end of the year. So it's on best efforts right now. Um, I know that they are honoring some expedites, but at this point, it it really doesn't mean a whole lot to request one. Right. And just to mention that that deadline was on our new portal insight. So <laughs> make sure you register <laughs> for that. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I can see as a client, I typically wait till the last minute to do something. And I'm sure people are, you know, getting their end of year house in order and not thinking that something might not get processed because they think they have three weeks. So definitely yeah. be cognizant of that. And I think, you know, as we follow the financial community on all the social media, all of these pain points that we're talking about do not seem to be isolated to Potomac. And like I said, this is absolutely stuff that we're aware of. Um, we're doing our best to, you know, keep our good service and keep good information and come out with new products and, and interfaces and different things that will address these issues. So those are our uh, pain points, I think, for, the, for today. So moving on to 